Welcome to Leadership Talk. Today we have Pastor Priji conversing with Pastor Sonia Bhattacharya from King's Church Assam. Listen to her amazing journey of encountering Jesus which led to her passion for lost souls and became a vlogger for Christ. Stay tuned. Greetings in Jesus name. Welcome to Leadership Talk podcast. We are so excited that each and every one of you would tune in to today's conversation. I have a special guest with me. She is Sonia. She's a pastor, she's a blogger, she's a social media content creator and we have so much of her content online that you can go and watch and we will leave the links for that in the show notes. Uh, but we'd love for you to hear from her yourself. So welcome here, Pastor Sonia. Thank you for joining us, and uh, thank you for uh, agreeing to being on this conversation. Will you take a minute to just uh, greet us and uh, also introduce uh, yourself for our listeners? Thank you so much, Pastor Priji, for having me over at the Leadership Podcast. I'm so honored. I've enjoyed listening to every episode, and I feel privileged to get to be here today. Uh, so for all the listeners as pastor priji has very rightly introduced me my name is uh, sonia bhattacharya and i currently am serving as uh, the pastor in king's church central assembly assam we're based in guwahati currently of course we have churches all over in uh, shillong in delhi in other parts of the country but i serve as the pastor in guwahati and uh, apart from that yes i love creating vlogs for jesus i call myself that i'm a vlogger for christ and that's what i love to do not just vlog but i think using media as a way to evangelize so i'd call myself i think a media missionary maybe that would be appropriate because i love the um, influence that media has and i feel it's such a blessing for us and felt led to use that to make sure that people encounter and know the love of jesus so that's the mission that god has put me on at present wow so you're passionate about media you're passionate about talking about Jesus through media and that's amazing i think that so many of our young people in our nation they are on social media they are online and you know that's the best place where we can talk to them about god and godly values and but we'd love to get to know where did your personal journey begin like uh, how did you encounter god where did you grow up and how was your relationship with god before and after your encounter with god and how did your life transform so uh, i was born in a non-christian home obviously from my surname i think it's pretty evident uh, bhattacharya so i wasn't born in a christian home uh, but i lived in a christian state i've been born and brought up in the state of meghalaya i studied in a missionary school but surprisingly no one ever told me about jesus um you know there was always the segregation if there was holy communion it wasn't meant for you Uh, you know and even in school it wasn't something you had access to but and i think i would call myself almost an agnostic at some point as a kid i was i was never interested in knowing about god and uh, it seemed like just another fictional thing that you know certain people believe in or hope in but i remember that, that we we just had a lot of issues going on in our family with um my mom and dad's marriage which was you know on the brink of just breaking apart and uh, my sister she was elder to me of course by i think four and a half years and she would she was a very depressed kid both of us i think we looked really uh, good on the outside very righteous and good girls you know on the outside but we knew the storms that we were facing on the inside especially at home 
you know, and the, our home was a place that we we didn't want to come back to because we knew the chaos that would go on and the fighting that would happen. And I talk about this because I people now see our family and all four of us, mom, dad, my sister and I are all worshipping Jesus together and people see that now. But where we were uh, 10 years ago, I, I mean, I'd love for the listeners to know that if somebody is in that spot right now to take courage and just hold on because... So I remember my sister was a suicidal uh, child and I knew about that. And so one fine day she comes back home from college and she's like, I met Jesus. And I found the whole thing really funny because I'm like, okay, what do you mean by met Jesus? Uh, She said, no, uh, you know, somebody came and prayed over me and he prayed in the name of Jesus. He knew my past. Uh, he, He knows the present and he could also prophesy over my future. And I knew that was Jesus. It wasn't the person praying for me. And immediately I saw darkness lift over her. The darkness, the gloom that she had, it just there was a shift. And so she said, uh, okay, I've started going to this ministry called Souls Ministries. It was a, you know, a ministry which was operating in signs, wonders, and miracles, preach the kingdom of God. And so she forced me to go there. And I went there, and I remember I was just in class 10. This was in, I think, 2011, 2010-11. So I went there, and I was really afraid because uh, I, I, I knew in my spirit that God was real in that place. And uh, there were, you know, people in tears, people in laughter, and uh, they were just being set free, chains breaking off. And I saw that for the first time. For me, you know, uh, God was always what I wanted him to be. I always made God in my image, you know. But in this place called Souls Ministries, I saw it differently, that God had a personality. You know, God was a person. God was Jesus. That became real to me in that place. And I was so afraid that I never went back there again for the next one year. You know, I was terrified and I was like, I don't, I don't want this. What you've, I told my sister, I said, what you've received, good for you. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm fine with where I am. But my sister just began to change completely. And I think her testimony spoke to me so powerfully. Our circumstances did not change, but she changed and she enjoyed shalom. She enjoyed peace. Even when the storms were there, there was fighting, there was this and that. She was different. She, you know, she was not fighting alone anymore. And so then I wanted that because I was trying to do it alone. And so, okay, I realized eventually that I couldn't do it alone. And I said, okay, you know what, I'm coming. And so I started going back again. And one thing led to another. I think Jesus met me uh, in my compound, which is so funny because the seeds were sown in souls ministries. I kept going there. That's where I work now. Um, And then Jesus became so real to me. Uh, There's one vlog that I spoke about where I spoke about this, where my dog was, you know, almost dying. And uh, I just said randomly, I said, Jesus, if you're real, everybody says you're a carpenter. You know, you came as a carpenter. So come on, do something. If you if if you can save my dog now, her her neck was trapped in a grill in, in a gate. And, you know, I saw blood gushing to her eyes and she was she was almost gone. And we you know, we live in a very secluded locality. So there aren't many uh, shops and forget about having a carpentry shop there. But out of nowhere, somebody walks, uh, you know, on the other side of the gate with a saw, cuts off the grill of the gate and gives me my pup and vanishes. That happened in 2011. And till date, I have never gotten to see that person. I knew it wasn't a person at all. I knew it was really the Lord just visiting me. And I I remember that's the day I became born again when Jesus became so real to me there was no way to deny him anymore and um, 
And after that, my mom came to the Lord after that. And we kept praying for my dad. And oh my God, the testimonies are just endless. I, I think we need forever to talk about what God is doing and has done in our life. But that's how I encountered. Wow, that's, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Everything changes when this God becomes personal, when he's not just out there, somebody that we revere and admire and adore, but he becomes very personal, where he becomes my Lord, my leader, my friend now. And that, that is where every aspect of our life gets to um, have its definition by our relationship with him. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know from your story, like how did your goals, your ambitions or your dreams change after your encounter with God? Right. Uh, you know, before encountering the Lord, I, I just wanted to be famous. I just wanted to be known by people and, you know, have people cheer for me, clap for me, all of that. And I, I would do anything to get there. So I think I would have tried for Bollywood, maybe, you know, <laughs> if I had not met the Lord. But after I encountered Jesus, I understood that all of that was me just trying to be loved, trying to be recognized and accepted. But when I encountered Jesus, I understood that I am already recognized. I am already accepted and I am already loved. And not just by any human, but by the maker of the heavens and the earth. And when that became real to me, I understood that, okay, this is too good to be true. And it is true, so I need to tell more people about this. It's like finding this amazing restaurant, right? And you'd want to go and tell everyone, come and try this place. Your life's going to change, right? Come and try this restaurant. The food's too good. And so I tasted and saw that God is good, as the word says. Taste and see that the Lord is good. That happened. And... I saw that, okay, my ambitions were way too temporary compared to what I had discovered. And so I needed to tell more people about this. And I don't know, I, I really believe it was just the Holy Spirit. I can't put it in words, but he worked in my heart, put his passion in my heart for lost souls, for people uh, who are struggling just like I was. And that's how I think my whole mission and vision in life just changed. But before that, it was just about me, myself and I. And then I realized that that was already fulfilled in Christ. And now more people need to know that. More people need to know this Jesus. So, so you define leadership not as something you would do to serve your purpose, but something that you would do to serve God's purposes here on the earth, right? Because your needs, my needs, they, they are already met in our relationship with God. But then there are people out there that can have a, a encounter with God that can have a touch of God through our lives. And, and that's what leadership is all about. Um, what ways would you compare the leadership that Jesus had and Jesus walked with on the earth to the kind of leadership that, you know, is portrayed in the world around us? Because in the world around us, it's all about the outcome, the productivity, the results, the how quickly you get some things done uh, compared to what Jesus modeled for us. So from your perspective, how can we imitate the leader aspect of Jesus? You know, some of our listeners, they are ministers in the church. Some of them, they are just single mothers or uh, parents or, you know, they are working professionals who are trying to manage everything. And uh, But God has called us all for influence and, and leadership. So I want to understand from your perspective, how can we actually imitate the lifestyle of Jesus to 
be effective leaders in our day-to-day life. Yeah, Jesus, uh, I think, demonstrated leadership in a very, very different way than what we understand. I think the first thing in our world, the minute you say a leader, you think boss, right? And not just boss, but bossy. It's always associated with being a leader. But Jesus was completely different. He said leadership means serve. That means washing feet. That means, uh, you know, sometimes, just not sometimes, but just going really low in humility. And that's when God would exalt you. And so for me, I I just learned that from Jesus. It's not about, oh, I'm so amazing, follow me. But it's how can I bless you? How can I serve you? He said, I I did not come to uh, to be served, but to serve. And so I think that's the first thing I learned from Jesus, that leadership is about serving. And I remember I read this somewhere about having the heart of a servant king, a king, but with the heart of a servant, the heart to serve. Right? That's Jesus and the way he led. Uh, the second thing I see uh, with Jesus leading, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times us as leaders get threatened uh, when somebody who you are mentoring or discipling begins to do better than you. And I, that's, you know, it, it, it happens. You know, you're training and you want them to do well, but you'd always want to still be better than them. So whether that be even in ministry, you know, preaching or leading worship, you're training somebody and the minute your mentee becomes better than you, it hits you somewhere that, okay, you know. Um, but Jesus taught us the other way around. He said, you'll do greater things. You'll do greater things than me. And I absolutely love that because, okay, he was God, but he was also 100% man. And he was in his 30s, you know, he's a young man on earth. And he was never threatened to tell his disciples that, you know what, Peter, you'll be doing something greater than me. John, you'll be doing something greater than what I did. And so I think in the kingdom, you're excellent leaders when the people you're discipling become better leaders than you. And so I think Jesus did that, right? Greater things, not just what I did, but greater. So I think that's the second thing I love about the way Jesus does leadership, to raise people to do better than what you've done. Uh, That's the second. And the third thing that I love from Jesus's ministry is that it's never about quantity. You know, um, his wasn't the biggest. He had just 12 disciples. He didn't have 12 lakh disciples or 12,000 disciples, just 12. Very small um, compared to, you know, some of you know the churches we have now, huge. But Jesus's was just like 12 very close disciples. And I've learned that, um, you know, just pastoring uh, our church as a young church. We um, established ourselves as a church in 2017. That's just a few years ago. Uh, before that, we operated as a ministry. And uh, I remember there would be days when I'd be very discouraged to see very few people turn up for our Sunday services and be like, you know, what's what's happening, Lord? What's happening? And I remember my senior pastor told me this. He said, only an artist performs well when there's more crowd. But we're not artists. We're not performers. Right. So we we don't uh, our level of commitment doesn't change depending on how many how big the audience is. So my senior pastor would always tell me that, you know, preach with the same level of passion if there's just one person on the chair. And even if there are like a billion people, you preach with the same passion because that's what Jesus did. Right. After that, heaven celebrates over one soul that returns back home. So 
Jesus taught us that. And then I learned that from my senior pastor that this ministry that we are extending, the ministry of Jesus is not about quantity. It's about the quality of people that we build up. It's not about building a big church. It's about building big people. So I think I learned that from Jesus as well. I think that it requires for us to be a secure leader, to walk in that level of humility where we see that our disciples can do better than us or where we say that okay it's not about numbers it's not about the results it's about being in the center of my father's will uh, just doing what god wants me to do speaking what he wants me to speak and and exhibiting his grace uh, even when i'm off the stage even when i don't get the opportunity even when i'm not in the limelight even when i'm not uh, in the center of attention it requires for our hearts to be secure uh, and to be in that place where we completely recognize who we are. We know our identity. We know um, what God has planned for our lives. And uh, so I think one of the temptations that the young people in our generation, they face is that when they don't see the results immediately or when they don't see things work out and things are not picking up pace, let's say on their social media or their ministry or the business that they started, they, they quickly get um, hurt or disappointed or, you know, they, they think this is not for them anymore and then they jump the gun. How can we be patient, especially in times where discouragement is natural or disappointment is natural? How can we be secure in what God is doing when we don't see immediate or quick results. I think one thing I've learned is that in the promised land, there will always be giants. If it is your promised land, and no, I think if it is, it is where God's calling you to be, there will be giants. We may not know it, but the enemy knows that once you get there, the impact it's going to have on him is going to be so great. The impact on the enemy, you know, hell's going to be shaken. And so I feel like a lot of obstructions come uh, when it, what you carry and what's going to happen eventually is really powerful. So the enemy tries really hard to deviate you from that. So I think just understanding that first, that the obstacles are coming. I remember uh, reading this in the Passion Translation, you know, that before Jesus went to go and heal uh, many people in Galilee, there was the storm just before that, you know. And so before that major breakthrough, storms come. You know, so understanding that. So that's one. I think storms are one of the biggest signs that breakthroughs on the other side. Right. So that's one thing that uh, really helps me. And I think the second thing is obviously to just uh, understand what the Bible says, that an inheritance that is quickly gained is quickly lost. That's what the book of Proverbs says. So that really gave me a lot of courage. Even when I was starting, when I just started my YouTube channel, there were like 10 subscribers, but I would just keep asking myself over and over again, why am I doing this? Is it so that my social media handle gets a blue tick, you know, a verified uh, social media star? Is it for that or is it to see lives change? Because if it is really about seeing lives change, then out of those 10, even if two uh, become, you know, fiery uh, children of the kingdom of God who understand the kingdom, who work for the kingdom, my job's done. You know, I'd call that success. So the, the Lord... I think changed my idea of success when I started working on these vlogs to understand that my goal is to make sure that people come closer to him and not that I would become a superstar. For everybody who's starting out, whatever it is, just to be clear about why you're doing it. Remind yourself of the why. So if the why is to bless people, to make sure people know Jesus, then the quantity really doesn't matter. 
and the pace, let the Lord do it. He knows how much we can handle at what time. And, you know, handling glory isn't that easy. Handling the, the amount of recognition and glory that people give you isn't easy. So the Lord will give you how much you can handle. So for me, I understood if it was 100 subscribers, 100 subscribers, the Lord knew I can handle just 100. If it's 1,000, I can handle just 1,000 in that time. And so that's, that's something just to trust the Lord. He knows your process. He will finish what he has started in us, right? So just understanding that and not doing it on your own. And to continue to be consistent in that time and not give up, not to question yourself, not to question what God has already spoken to you, not to question that call of God over your life. That, that is very important because sometimes that can become the go-to. Like Elijah asked God, why am I the only one? And, you know, I wish to not live anymore. And this was right at a point when there was so much success and yet there was discouragement because of the leadership in the nation. And, and I believe that, you know, God is raising voices like yours that are bold in their confession, that are bold in their, you know, setting an example for this next generation to follow. And, and I believe that God is raising up a generation of young leaders in our nation that are going to influence our nation for the good. Um, I want to know from your perspective, uh, do you sometimes feel the pressure to uh, generate content? It could be for a Sunday service or it could be for a YouTube video um, or it could be for a, a meeting that you're invited to speak at. Do you feel the pressure and how do you deal with that like when you prepare for something how do you receive your inspiration from god and how do you creatively get that content out it's one thing to hear something from god and it's another thing to put it out in a way that you know our listeners can understand it well uh, so i want to understand the process of how you go through uh, hearing god and talking about god to others right uh yeah there, i th i think when it comes to youtube i i would feel that pressure quite a bit because that is creating content digitally. I think of, you know, when it comes to preaching in person, not so much because it would uh, always be directly what I've received from the Lord. And, you know, the word of God doesn't run dry. It's new. You read this, you read prodigal son a thousand times and every time there's a new revelation. So that's just the, the living word of God. So not so much when it came to sharing messages in church or, uh, you know, not that, but with YouTube. Yes, I, I did face that. And it comes every now and then, uh, maybe even a creative block sometimes um, where you're struggling with how to innovate and how to make uh, you know your video your content seem new uh, what I do is obviously first go to the father get ideas wait I, I don't so much go by the pressure that people put um, I really just wait on the Lord because for me this channel I mean and I'm not saying that posting content every week is bad I mean it's really good if you can do that but for me the whole way I operate is very different I just wait and if I don't get anything I disconnect from uh, for a bit from social media completely in fact and just wait and wait and for me I it's very different because even the songs that I write for my congregation because uh, we basically lead an Assamese congregation primarily and so even when it comes to the songs we write, um, I don't know why, but with me, it's really by grace because I sit, I wait, and I get the entire thing from the Lord. So even my videos, I, I just wait and I get the, it's really just downloading it from heaven. 
I usually don't have to do much myself. That's my way of uh, doing it. Of course, it could be so different for somebody else. Um, another thing that really helps me is also uh, talking to other believers, uh, checking out what 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 is it that they need at that point? What are they struggling uh, with? So I do that from time to time when I feel led. I put up polls on Instagram, ask a few people, what is it that they're struggling with? What are the issues they face? Not regularly, but when I feel led, when I feel prompted to do that, I do that also. And um, sometimes you just get inspiration even by, you know, watching, sometimes watching a cartoon or you're watching a Bollywood film. And I don't know, the Holy Spirit just speaks to me and I'm like, okay, that that needs to be taken. And so some of my vlogs also had some Hindi film references where I really felt the Lord speak to me. I remember watching Avengers and the, the Holy Spirit was telling me, okay, you know what? understand what is happening because people want a superhero people want a savior that's why they're fascinated by the avengers so the holy spirit speaks to me through films through music um through books and through of course people and so that's what just keeps it going and understanding the god is always relevant so understanding what is it that his children need at that point and moving but mostly i if i don't feel like i have something like now it's been two months since i've created I have a video because I'm working on something and it's not complete yet. I wait till I have the Lord's peace over the project. So uh, that's what I do. And I disconnect. Absolutely. And that that's how we do things, not for the sake of doing things, but because we know that, okay, this is what God wants us to publish. You know, we are not doing this just to uh, make sure our YouTube channel is going up every week or, you know, just to be out there, but because we know this is coming from the heart of God and this has to bless the heart of people. On that note, could you just share anything that you feel in your heart about any warning or anything that we should avoid, especially as young leaders, you know, things that can become a temptation, can become a trap, anything that any areas where we need to safeguard ourselves, uh, put a boundary around ourselves so that we don't fail. Right. Uh, I've learned this from especially our, our senior pastors in church. It's always to um, guard your heart and make sure that your walk with the Lord is original and authentic, especially in uh, you know the kind of generation we are in where everything's up on social media. Sometimes uh, even the way we do worship or uh, the way we preach, you, you may not realize it, but it's just not what God's asking you to do, but what's trending what's trending now and so i think that is a temptation that we may have as leadership because you see that okay this style works this style is becoming popular the style of preaching the style of leading worship and um so you know just to understand what god's calling you to be who god's calling you to being authentic being yourself being original and uh, representing jesus in the best way you can that is the first and the second thing is um Again, going back to what my senior pastor has taught me, he's been a father to me, so I'll have to bring him in every now and then. But, uh, you know, one thing he's taught me is the world always says, practice what you preach. You know, as believers, we need to preach what we have practiced. Preach only what you have practiced. And that's why my favorite current verse is 1 Corinthians 4.20. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of leading an empowered life, right? Demonstration of power. And so before we preach, uh, sometimes the temptation may be to just cut, copy, paste somebody else's sermon and just say it. Um, 
you know, but to understand, have I lived that? Have I done that? And only if I have lived that, do I have the right to preach that? So uh, that is something that I have learned the hard way. Um, and I've understood that when you preach a lived sermon, right, something you've lived, the, the anointing flows, the power of God moves. But other than that, it's just words. So I've learned that. Yeah. So those are two things I think I'd like to share. Thank you. On that note, could you just pray for our listeners and just bless them and just release whatever the Lord has placed on your heart. And we are so blessed by this conversation and thank you for doing this. We really believe that this has inspired some hearts and, you know, it's going to quicken their desires and their drives to go after God. So could you just quickly pray for us? Yes. That will be a blessing. Absolutely, Pastor. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just bless you. We thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful time that we have had. We thank you for this conversation, even Lord Jesus, that has been empowered by you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for these divine connections. We thank you for this ever-expanding family of Christ, Papa God. We know that every person who's tuned in has been so hungry for you. They want to know you. They want to serve you better. And you are so aware, Father. So we pray that you would bless each and every listener of ours, Father God, if there's struggling with any area father we just release your breakthrough your wisdom your favor over them king jesus and i just pray father especially over those in leadership father god that you would teach us how to just lead and serve like you do king jesus that we would have the heart of compassion the heart of service lord jesus exactly like you jesus and let it always be about you father god and i just pray especially also for the creatives right now father we declare especially in our nation in india father let there be a generation of creatives, Father, that would rise up, Papa God, to represent you in an accurate way, King Jesus, who would use their creativity, use their talents to break the misunderstandings that people have about you, King Jesus. We know that there's going to be revival that will break out, especially through artists and creatives, through worship leaders, through actors, through cinema, Father God, in our nation of India. We know you are moving, and this is such an exciting time for the children of God, especially in our nation. We just bless you and we thank you once again because we know that you're already moving and we say yes to everything that you have in store for us. We bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Sonia, for joining us. And uh, if our followers need to connect with you, what's the best way that they could do that? How do they find your YouTube channel? I, I believe you also have a, a store where you sell merchandise. Yes, we have a the, store. The Ruach store? Yes, the Ruach store. Yeah, so how, how can they find all of this? So it's all uh, available on Facebook and Instagram. So both the Ruach store and me, you can, uh, I've got a page. I've also got my personal profile, which is um, not that active. So if you send me a friend request and I've never met you, I may not be able to accept it. But I think the best way is to just maybe um, message me on Instagram. That would be a good way to connect. Uh, of course, the YouTube channel is also available. So I think Instagram would be the best way to connect with me. So just type my name, Sonia Bhattacharya. It's available um, on Instagram. Sure. I'll leave the links for all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us and blessing us with your story. Friends, I'm sure that you have been blessed today and that you've received something. Uh, please take a moment to connect with Pastor Sonia. And uh, we would love to hear what you learned from this conversation. We'll see you again next month with the next episode of Leadership Talk. 
Until then, continue to lead like Jesus and serve like Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you were blessed. Do visit pastorpriji.com slash podcast to subscribe for more resources related to leadership and various topics.